Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello everyone, welcome to the Red Men TV. It is the build-up show, Liverpool versus Paris Saint-Germain. Yes! The biggest game in Europe, all eyes on Anfield. Um, I'm joined by Chris Pajak and, and John Machen. Guys... This is what it's all about. This is the whole point of it all, isn't it? It's, it's to be playing these type of games. And, you know, everyone was talking about it a week ago, oh, Liverpool's run of games. Now, this is exactly what we want. We want to be playing games against big sides week in, week out, twice a week and all that because that's how you get a measure of your team and where we're at as a football club. You know, it's nice to be playing a, a PSG, I think, there's an aura around PSG at the moment because the money that's been spent on them over the last few years and the players that they've got, Mbappe and Neymar and Cavani and all of these guys. And I want to know how good we are compared to them. And the only way to do that is to play them. I want to know how good they are, to be honest. Uh, you know, these are one of the, the teams, and I talked about this on a video I did last week about how we've, we've missed the generation of football by Liverpool not being at the top table for so long. You know, we haven't seen... We, we got to see Ronaldo a couple of seasons ago, of course, but we haven't really seen Messi as, other than as a kid. Mm. Ronaldo predominantly as a kid. And Paris Saint-Germain, you know, the, 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 with all the money and what have you, it's, it's a relatively recent phenomenon. And, we, and we're constantly going on about them. They've spent all the money on Neymar. They've got all this talent. They've got Mbappe. And everyone's been watching Mbappe, drooling at Mbappe skills videos from afar. I'm fascinated to see if they're as good as live up to the hype that because they don't when the draw came out I didn't even think it was a, I didn't even consider them as a possibility so now we've got them exactly Chris I'm just really looking forward to seeing it yeah it's not often draws throw up completely new teams mm-hmm. you nearly always get the same teams again and again you know watch us get City later on down yeah. the line yeah absolutely um, but it's actually great if you go into the game to be able to see Mbappe in the flesh, yeah. you know, because you've seen him on the telly. And, but to actually watch him and see, uh, and hope that Robbo stops him going anywhere down the wing. Yeah. You know. Well, that's the big, the big thing for this game, isn't it, Dad? And that we've come so far as a football team in the last, well, just in the last twelve months, really, probably eleven when you when you think about it. Like the. We've come up against big teams in the business end of this competition last season, and they all will. And I think Paris Saint Germain will follow the same regimen here. They will target, they will target Robbo, and they will target Trent because it's the obvious thing to do. Because of course, their two best players happen to play in their coinciding positions. Well, I mean, 
we've, we've established that we're a great attacking side, but we've only recently become a decent side defensively. Yeah. It's very new. Yeah. Um, or at least the, the idea that we are. Yeah, you know. well, you know, we, we've conceded two goals so far this season and one of them we gave away. Yeah. You know, um, so, you know, that, that's improvement. I certainly don't go there now what, wondering what the hell we're going to do at the back to give yeah. up goals away. <laughs> I don't worry every time they get a corner anymore. Yeah. You know, when the cross comes in, I'm thinking, I'm not worried about Alisson in the slightest, yeah. you know. Um, but that's all relatively new. Mm-hmm. And we're coming up against some of the best attacking players in the world, aren't we? Yeah. So it's going to be a real test and it's uh, going to be fascinating. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. And it's the good thing, I think, going into this game, Chris, we looked at Liverpool's run of fixtures and... Look, I think we looked at them with with excitement, mm-hmm. but there was definitely where you got to raise an eyebrow at those run, at, the, at some of the runner games that we're, that we're facing. I think haven't got the result against Spurs, and although as we discussed when we were talking about that game specifically, you know the the, the actual result doesn't necessarily tell the tale tell the tale of the game. The way that Liverpool played, the way that they ran the game, the way that they created chances, that is the real encouraging thing taken into this game because look. Being unbeaten in the league's fine. Getting the results against the teams that we've gotten against the first four games is absolutely fine. But this is a different kettle of fish. And to be fair, you know we haven't seen Liverpool at their scintillating best yet. We may not see that until the back end of the season. But what we know about this side, what we know about Klopp's Liverpool, is that they do tend to come alive in these big games against teams that think they can come toe-to-toe with Liverpool and beat them. And we've proved that consistently over the last... 18 months, two years, haven't we? If a team's going to come at us and leave us space in behind, we're able to counter-attack those sides. Now, there will be, and I, I think that the Paris Saint-Germain players will think they're a cut above Liverpool. Mm. They'll think that we're better than Liverpool and tactically, we can just go and do our game. Now, if they go and do our game, I think that suits us more. I'm not saying we can win the game, but I certainly... I'm not saying we will win the game, we certainly can win the game. Yeah. And now what we know is that Liverpool don't need to be at their best to win these games anymore. We weren't, as you say, at our scintillating best against Tottenham, but we scored two goals away from home against one of our top six rivals. Yeah. And that's different what, to what we've what seen What worries me years. is that we should have scored six. Yeah. And it's very like the beginning of last season where we would dominate games for long periods, but not for the whole game. Yeah. And we would allow teams chances they shouldn't normally have had. Like the Sevilla game last year at home when we were 2-0 up at half-time and we just missed a penalty. We thought this is done and dusted. Yeah. And then it ends up, you know, 2 all. I still think there's that element to us, you know. Yeah. But there's, solidi- there's solid- solidity at the back now, isn't there? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's the difference is when before when we weren't scoring those goals, you were worried because you knew what was going to come. I, do. I, th- I, mean, I think last game. season we probably would have drawn that game against Spurs. Yeah. You know, we'd have made a mistake and it had been to one, we'd all come away scratching our heads. Yeah. As it was, we got through and um, so we're slightly better than we were last season. I think, I think this is just a big point to prove and you're dead right, is that the wills, they're still lingering. Dows are still people from out, from the outside looking at Liverpool going, oh, well, you know, come on, we've seen Liverpool be good for little spells. And we have every time we've threatened to get back to what we want Liverpool to be, what Liverpool were in, in the 80s, the 70s, etc., it always falls apart after a season. The pinnacle is always just slightly short of the of the pinnacle, and that's as good as it gets. And I think people will look and think there's, 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 there's criticisms of Liverpool that they got out of a, an easy group. 
last time and that, that helped us in the long run because we didn't have to properly exert ourselves. I mean, I think we did. I think we exerted ourselves. We, we forced well. ourselves to, didn't we, by yeah. drawing too many well, Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> true. But, uh, you know, this is, this, is a, this is a big test. People are looking at And there's a lot of people who, I, I, I think the PSG players, I think, you, I think you're dead right. I think Neymar will think that this, is his, this game is his for the, for the winning. He'll have had a little, set, a little sense of what Anfield's like from playing there with Brazil uh, over the summer. I hope that he's absolutely flabbergasted by it when it when when he comes in. That's up to us to make that. But also the people from outside watching, looking in, they'll be looking at this. There'll be a lot of people going, PSG will be too good for Liverpool, and that's. I hope that plays into the mentality of our players because we've got a hungry squad, we've got an angry squad, and I, you know, again, once again, the likes of Robbo. There's people who no, don't pay attention to Andy Robertson who will automatically have written him off for this game, hmm. and I would, you know, in true Rocky training montage style I'd be having those kind of things all around the, the changing room so they can they can screw them up in a ball and chew them or whatever before the game kicks off because that Liverpool shouldn't need motivation I, I think game. most of Europe will think the PSG will be too good for us yeah. despite what happened last season when we got to the final yeah. I think most people will still think PSG are one of the top three sides in Europe even though if you look at the Champions League, there's no reason to think that, really. Yeah. They don't really get very far. Well, they don't get past the quarters, you know? So, And that's probably because of the league they're playing. Yeah. They don't have to come, you know, they don't have a combat every week yeah. it's like we do. Well, know? we saw this about, about last season. I think this is one of the really interesting talking points in the build-up to this game is, is their preparation for this. Now, on paper, them resting Neymar uh, and Mbappe against Santetti, and the fact that they actually played on the Friday, which is a, a fact that, you know, it's an extra day, they then they then rested the two main superstars completely from that game. Um, they are walking the five points clear at the top of the league already. They just you know I mean that this is this is the thing we're talking about. But what we did see at the back end of, of last season when we got to these big games was having a competitive game counterintuitively sometimes actually does you does you a favour in this regard because you're in that rhythm you 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 you're there and we know Chris Klopp's teams the ethos that they buy into is. I'm hurting, you're hurting, we're all hurting, well let's just go for another brick wall together and sometimes we end up actually coming out on top when we should be the team that's, uh, yeah, that's it's the, handicapped. It's the best way of, of, of practising, isn't it? You know, you, you practise at your best every single week in the Premier League and there's, you, there's no downtime. You can't take a weekend off against any side because the level's so good and each team is going to give you something different to think about. Now PSG, for example, the rest of the two best players, they go and win at a canter 4-0 on Friday night then there's a false confidence that comes from that. You come into the Champions League, you're so used to being so much better than everybody else. It's a real surprise when not only is a team willing to fight for everything, but they've actually got just as much quality as you have on the pitch. You've got some mad Scottish lad pressing you from left back. Look, look at Bayern Munich as well. Bayern Munich have been doing this for years and years. And When was the last time they won the Champions League? They've been in a one-horse league for so long. They've had the quality, they've had the best managers in the world, they've had some of the best players in the world, and they've not been able to turn that into Champions League trophies. That's exactly what PSG are going through now. I think there's something in that, you know, you, you, you can sort of relax, you know, just that, like you lose the, the edge because the game is quite easy. You've got uh, Mbappe and Neymar now coming back thinking, oh, well, we've been rested, we're really fit and healthy. And they're coming into this game, and there's going to be mad people running all over them. You know, and there's going to be James Milner tearing into tackles in the midfield, and you know, 
he's not. He's just not. He's not. He's not fashionable. He's not. A, he's not. A, he's, a, he's a Twitter superstar. He's not an Instagram superstar, is he? So I'm sure he's not on Mbappe. Have you seen? Have you seen that stat that, stat that Sky Sports put out about him? They've got an average speed stat. Oh, I saw right, that, yeah. and he's the. He's the. He's got the highest average speed of anyone in the Premier League. His average speed is eight kilometers an hour. Now I can't do eight kilometers an hour on a treadmill for six minutes, <laughs> and he's averaging that over like how many games in the Premier League? And you're thinking, what? He's genuinely James Milner is genuinely superhuman. Um, it's I think as well that playing Tottenham has helped. You know, it's a it's a game up. You know what I mean? It's a yeah. step up. You know, a, a top team, and we've we've gone there and we put in a performance, and we're already in battle mode. Yeah, no, I I agree with that. One interesting note that was that was pointed out to us prior to filming that apparently PSG have chosen to train at home the day before before flying. So they they won't. They're not going to take the option to train at Anfield. They're not going to train the. Before, basically, not going to kick, basically kick a ball. So Neymar and, and Mbappe won't even have a, 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 won't have been intensively in training either leading up to this game. It, I mean, Tuchel probably thinks he's he's onto some sort of masterclass, and he'll probably be heralded as a genius if this all comes off. But if it doesn't, you know, I, I wonder whether well, there's some the, mental the, the other downside to that is people expect them to win. Yeah, they've spent nearly four hundred million pound on two players. <laughs> <laughs> and people expect them to win, and then they get into Europe and they don't. Yeah, you know the pressure on them is immense. No, it is. It is a very good point. And I, I, again, I think there's. You brought it up prior to filming, Chris. Tuchel, you know, he, he's been here before. He came in very, very confident in that Dortmund um, second leg in the in the Europa League. He, you know, he felt that they were going to come and, and do the business against us, and they actually did for <laughs> large spells of that game. But I do wonder whether that's in the that that'll be in the back of his head as well. Yeah, I think it'll be a, a completely different game to obviously that Dortmund one. The atmosphere will be completely different. So I expect the atmosphere atmosphere to be very good uh, at Anfield on Tuesday, but it's not going to be it's not knockout football, is it? And there's a big difference between knockout football under the lights than. In group games and stuff. Now, Tuchel's record against Klopp isn't great. They've they've battled twelve times now, and uh, Klopp's come out, I believe, eight times on top three draws, one loss to Tuchel's side, and that was back in 09-10 when Tuchel was managing Mines and Klopp was managing Dortmund. So the two managers that know each other very very well. Um, Tuchel will have an idea of how Klopp's system is, but remember, this is the last time he faced Liverpool. Our side was well worse than it is now. <laughs> yeah. Well worse. And we were nowhere near the sort of the unit that we are now, both in an offensive and defensive sense. You know, everybody knows their role. I know it's American football. <laughs> it kills me. If I love the sport, Paul, I can say offensive. That's an English word. It's the defensive, the defensive stuff, thing. isn't it? <laughs> but this is it. This is what it's about, isn't it? You know, we know tactically exactly what everybody's going to be doing. Yeah. Every single time the, yeah. the ball's picked up, we have pattern plays, we have pressing traps, and we know what we're supposed to be doing. Tuchel won't know all of them. He'll have an idea of them because he's seen Klopp sides do it before, but he's seen Klopp sides that play 4-2-3-1. He hasn't come up against the Klopp side with a 4-3-3 with just a good, as good an attack as his side. Yeah, absolutely. When, when we were getting beat by Dortmund, I thought, and I'm sure every other Liverpool fan thought, how the hell are we going to come back from this? Yes. Whereas if, we, if it was this, if it was happening tomorrow, I think well we've still got Salah and Mane and hopefully Bobby Firmino and you know we've got players on that pitch who'll score goals. Well, let's let's talk about Firmino actually because Klopp in his press conference said if the game was played on the Monday he wouldn't be available. It's possible that we'll get him. I I would look. I think we're at a stage depth or no. If he took any of our front three out, I'd be less happy than I would be if they, if they were in. 
And Salah always is going to be the obvious one in this regard. You know, you take Salah out. We saw it in the, you know, we didn't cope in the Champions League final once he once he went off. But for me, not being out, that would be a that would be massive, wouldn't it? And we just haven't had a chance to see what the alternatives look like. You know, there's uh, Origi's a doubt, Solanke's a doubt, which means you're looking at Shakiri or Sturridge likely, and not neither of those options. I like the idea of Shakiri and maybe Salah up top, but. I wouldn't like to test these ideas out against Paris Saint-Germain. No, Firmino's the glue that holds it all together, isn't he? It's his ability and his understanding of everybody else's role that really does set him apart from every other striker that we've got. You know, he's able to be there in an attacking sense and get on the end of crosses, but equally he can bring players in and he creates that space for, for Salah and for Mane to run into. And everything is built around him. So, And as you say, you're exactly right. We haven't seen what it looks like. We've seen bits of games where Salah's gone up top and Firmino's gone on the wing when they're resting for five during games, but we've not seen it consistently over 90 minutes, what Salah looks like at the, at the business end with a, with a Shaqiri on the right-hand side, for example. The Shaqiri thing is interesting, though, isn't it? That because you know, at least there's a guy with a, a, a little he's bit of got, pedigree. He's got the energy... You know, he, he he can get himself around the pitch because you don't want him stuck on the wing any more than you want Salah up front on his own. You want them moving around and you know dragging defenders around. So he's got that more so than Sturridge. Yeah, um, he's got great energy, but he's also got great feet. Yeah, you know he, he controls the football really well, and uh, he's also a threat, a goal threat. So you know, if if push comes to shove, I would definitely go with Shakiri to replace Bobby and. Uh, Throw Salah in the nine. Yeah. But again, as I said, I'd like to see them interchanging a lot. Yeah, definitely. Let's hope we just you also keep that speed this. on the counter. We know that Paris are going to control large portions of the game. We know that they're going to settle quite well and probably pass the ball around well. And therefore, Sturridge isn't a good option for that. You know, the counter-attack, the, the, the quick transition. Sturridge just doesn't suit that style, I does he? Where yeah. and Salah and Mane do. Our home style, is, and particularly in these games, is, is all about blood and thunder and noise and I love Daniel Sturridge we all love Daniel Sturridge but you just don't you want everyone you want to be tearing around the place you want to be scaring the life out of them you want to be you know narrowing the space just giving them make sure they've got no time to breathe and Daniel Sturridge is not it's just not that guy for that situation however if it's tight with 10 minutes to go and you're looking to, to, to see a game out or, 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 or nick one, whatever, Daniel Sturridge, yes, all day long, 10 minutes when they're getting a bit tired or whatever, and you just you, maybe a little space to start to open in the box and you want a guy who's just going to take a touch and slot it, yeah, I'm all, I'm all in on Daniel Sturridge doing that. Um, right, we're going to have a quick break before we talk about our preferred 11s. Um, Chris has done the Stats and Tactics show. Yes, he's, doing, he's aiming to do these after every game. Yeah, so we're going to see extra bags under Chris's eyes this season, I feel. But you were talking about uh, the role of Roberto Firmino and, the co- and how we Yeah, it was, more, it was more the corners, yeah. I think, you know, first and foremost against Leicester, uh, sorry, against Tottenham, I noticed that, you know, first of all, we put Virgil van Dijk on the corner that we score from. And that's not something that Liverpool have done from an in-swinging corner so far this season. Now, the ball obviously goes in. And we just look at that corner and we look at how we defended corners when Firmino went off and, and the differences and stuff. And there's some very interesting things that we found. So if you're interested in, in that side of the game, then do go over and check out the RedmenTV.com. 
Yep, cool. We'll have a quick look at the clip. And what I'm going to show you here is that James Milner's job is the near post when we're defending corners. And you can see that front man, the first zone, is Andy Robertson. And then you've got uh, Joe Gomez. Then it's Roberto Firmino's job right there. And then finally, the last fella defending the six-yard line is actually Virgil van Dijk. And we do this really well now. And we've done this well all season long, actually. And as you can see here now, um, we've got Milner is still near post. We've got Robertson still first zone. Gomez is still second zone. Jordan Henderson is now third zone here. And then Virgil van Dijk. And interestingly, Matip's one of the blockers. And what, if you've ever watched the Lucas Leiva video that we did on YouTube and where he explained how Liverpool actually do zonal mark, it's not me guessing at how Liverpool zonal mark. Lucas Leiva, 10 years at Liverpool Football Club, told us how Jurgen Klopp likes to zonal mark. This guy is a blocker here, and you can see that Matip, I'm not saying it's his fault, but he definitely gets involved in the zones. Now, I'm not saying that that's good or bad. I don't know whether he's supposed to. Um, but what I do know is Jordan Henderson in the third zone doesn't do well enough there. That's when he's got to head it, and then it's poor by the rest of the lads as well. Look, it, it, it kind of ducks his head. I don't know how he doesn't get the ball. I do think Roberto Firmino gets the ball. Take nothing away from Lamella, by the way. I think it's an absolutely outstanding finish. But I do feel like Roberto Firmino doesn't miss that ball because this is a position that Jordan Henderson doesn't normally have to play for us. And with the introduction of Matip, you would have expected to see Matip in there. Another big, tall guy. Jordan plays the midfield role all the time for Liverpool. You know, not as often this season. But his role when he when he is a starting number six and Roberto Firmino is in the side, is he's a blocker. So he understands that role. Stands to reason. You just keep Henderson in exactly the same place. From my, from my way looking in. And you put the big guy in the centre, Joe Matip, to head the ball. We didn't do that. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Yeah, if you want to get involved with that, you can do go to theredmentv.com and sign up. It's completely free for the first month. You get a little 
feel for all the stuff that we do, including the Reds News Roundup show. We're here doing final words, 60 minutes, analysing every single Liverpool game, Man of the Match podcast. We've got every element and aspect of Liverpool Football Club covered. So, yeah, if you need more Liverpool stuff in your life, get over there and sign up. Um, yes, preferred 11s. Um, these are becoming, these are in danger of becoming slightly predictable this season, which is mad. We've bought players, we've got good squad depth, and yet we can pretty much guarantee, guarantee what Liverpool starting 11 is going to be. Um, Dad, I'll start with yours. You have brought in Jordan Henderson back in for this game. Yeah. And you are moving Wijnaldum into the midfield alongside James Milner, so no Naby Keita. What's the thought? I think across the board we've actually all I'm brought thinking, Henderson I'm back thinking in. just, given their attacking prowess, and particularly if they go with Cavani, Neymar, Mbappe and Angel, I think you need a midfield that's strong and full of energy. Yeah. And I know Case is strong and full of energy, but he's not. I don't think we're quite there yet with Naby. Yeah. I think we're maybe four or five games away from starting to see his best. Yeah. Um, so I think it, Klopp might well go a bit conservative. Yeah. Um, and then you know, Case is great to come on later on if you need more energy. Yeah, I, 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 the Henderson <coughs> stuff. I, my thinking on this, it's tough because if, if I didn't, if I didn't go on social media. It would not even be, it wouldn't even be a conversation. Joe Henderson just goes in because he's Liverpool's captain. It's the biggest game of the season so far. Why would you cap? Why would you captain not be playing in this? You can make a case that he's just come back off the internationals, having not really started the season. They've been getting his fitness levels up and what have you. So yeah, he should be an absolute shoo-in. But because of the social media aspect of things, I think that. I don't know whether it's it's, it's coloured perception on him a little bit because going into the season. He, he won so many people over with his World Cup performances. It was the first time he was going into the season, loved by the entire country, and then, you know, one bad performance probably, or one subpar performance against Leicester, and all of a sudden, and the fact that Genie's been class. Yeah. Um, his position's been in a bit of doubt. Yeah, listen, whenever someone comes in and plays really well, that's always going to be a thing, isn't it? Now, for me, I'm looking at the opposition and thinking, well, how, how is this game going to go and what's the midfield that I would choose? So my preferred 11, I've gone with Henderson in the deep line role, I've gone James Milner in there and I've gone Naby Keita as well. I felt like Wijnaldum, when he moved forwards into that eight against Leicester, he didn't have many touches of the ball and he, he didn't seem to get involved as, as well as he has been when he's been playing in that six. So I feel like we're going to be looking for quick transitions and therefore I want someone who's got the ability to hit the ball a little bit further, maybe hit it into that channel. If they play the three at the back, there should be space b b behind the wing-backs. If they're playing four at the back, they'll play two attacking full-backs. There should still be space there. So having Henderson there, playing those balls into the channel for Salah and Mane is something that I want to see. And James Milner... I'm never dropping him. I'm, ju I'm just not. I'm just not dropping James Milner. I mean, he runs at average eight kilometres an hour. Did for, you know? Yeah, he does, mate. Did you know? But it's his delivery from set pieces as well. Think of the last two two games. We've scored goals from corners. Mm. Both James Milner corners in the last two games. And to be fair, two great chances for Firmino. He's playing on the right wing, cutting back inside, and uh, uh, and you know, Firmino nearly scores the goal. Obviously, gets disallowed in, in the opening minutes. It's if I was to follow base football logic. You need to rotate a bit because it's quite close between two games. Two games a week is a hard thing to maintain and James Milner's the oldest player in the squad. So it stands to reason that James Milner should come out and yet we've all put James Milner in, no doubt in my mind. He was the one that was going in because I can't overlook the fact that look how many assists he got in Europe last season. He was pivotal to our route to the final. He's absolutely our best midfield player, there's no doubt about it. <laughs> it's as simple as that, you know. And I mean, I, I'm a bit worried, not that he can't play two games a week, 
but that he was brilliant at the end of last season. In that run to the final, yeah. he was the go-to guy. Yeah. And it w I would hate for him not to be fit at the end of the season to yeah. do that again. And to be so, fair, you know, he, did, he didn't start the season, did he? You know, he was being almost no, retrained in right. the midfield role so, this time. You know, I'd, 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 quite, I'd put him in because it's a big game and he's our big game player. Yeah. Um, but I'm hoping that somewhere along the line we'll make sure he gets through the whole season. Yeah, it's interesting. I've been trying to think back to what we did like kind of last year, and you know, sometimes we 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 saw Emery Chan and Henderson being rotated a little bit, and I couldn't help but look at Fabinho, and I've done this every single one of these agendas so far this season. I've written Fabinho's name in, and then I've gone, no, not yet, I can't, and I can't at this point. I still can't figure out quite, and I think we. We largely hit upon a couple of weeks ago that it might well be the reverse of this fixture. That's a game that you'd be like, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing Fabinho in this game. But at the minute, Chris, like, neither of us gone for Fabinho. It is a big game. He has played these guys before. He's got the he's got that level of experience. He would bring that to this game. So I wouldn't be shocked to see him start this. But equally. I wouldn't you be surprised. Would. Yeah, and I think that's right. And until he starts games of football, you're never really going to put him in there, are you? Because you're not quite sure what game is right. Don't play for five him. games and then come in for the biggest game. We saw him in pre-season. You know, I thought early on that him dropping in between the centre halves. I think who was it away? Was it Betty away or something mm -hmm. like that? He was dropping in between the centre halves as a dim, and I thought, I wonder if that's a tactical shift that we're going to see this season. And Klopp comes out a couple of days no. later and goes, he was dropping too deep in between <laughs> the centre halves. I'm like, that's why he's not playing then, isn't it? It's that simple. So clearly, I, we play a completely different DM role than Monaco, and until he's got that. I can't ready? see him play until the Carabao Cup game against Chelsea, and yeah. he'll, he'll get a run out on that, and then we'll start to see whether he's going to start challenging for his place yeah. sooner or later. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think past that, as you say, I, I, the only change is really, because I, I, I look at the, thing, the conversations we were having last season, I just don't feel the need to have them this year. You know, I don't see, in the past we'd have gone, does Gomez come in at right back for this game? Well, no, he's establishing himself as a centre-half. I wouldn't like to see him come out of the centre-half centre position. Well, then you talk him, would you bring Klein <laughs> for Trent? Maybe. Maybe you bring Fabinho for... in for Trent. Well, yeah, yeah. God, plays <laughs> right back. We're not short on right backs these days. Um, but I, again, these are conversations that we could have. But I just don't feel as though. You, you know what's, re any what's really interesting is that for the first time we're going into a big European game with a bench that looks absolutely fantastic. Yeah, you know, yeah. We've been going in with re looking at it and thinking, oh God. You know, I hope our first eleven stay fit throughout the whole ninety minutes. Well, it, it, and it, tomorrow we're going to have five players there. Who you think, well, yeah, take yeah. one of them anytime. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree on that. And you know, there's a potential that you're going to have one of Wijnaldum or Cater on the bench, which is another a, a, another useful addition. I'd, I'd rather actually, weirdly, I'd rather have them off the bench, come on the bench to come on than Henderson. I don't, you know, I don't really see Henderson as having the same level of impact. No, because as, as the as guy that you when you bring Henderson on. You, you're generally moving the six, like Wayne Aldum's move further forwards. You don't get that real sort of injection of fresh legs into the attacking areas, do you? When you bring in someone who's playing that eight, who hasn't played, he can run around. When Wayne Aldum's moved forwards, he's just as tired as he was. Yeah. You're just asking him to do more at the business end of the pitch. Yeah. It's much harder for him in that instance. Yeah, but again, all positive, positive things. I think the the big thing for this, this Dan, and, and kind of like the Spurs game and ultimately the win, hopefully help to set the tone for the run of fixtures that we've got. But again, just looking at the Champions League in isolation, 
you play, it, it sounds daft, but and this isn't obviously as tough a game as PSG away is, is on paper the toughest of the games we've got. But there's definitely something to walking up to the biggest kid on the playground and smacking him in the face, you know what I mean? If you want to establish yourself, if you want to really lay a marker down for this group Or oh, show that stage. you're the biggest kid in the well, playground. Well, exactly, yeah. And, and, and that's the point, isn't it? Is that go and set the tone for this group stage by putting in one of those vintage Klopp Liverpool performances. Absolutely, can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm buzzing for it. The, the game they lost in the group stages last year was Bayern away, wasn't it? And I think the game that Bayern lost was PSG away. I think they won the other five games, both of them. So, you know, they didn't travel brilliantly last season to a good side and then they got beaten around the 16 by Madrid, home and away, didn't they? So it will be something that they'll be looking to change as well. Those players will be like, we have to step up in this game because these are the closest challenges. And sometimes we forget that they need, they have to go out and prove something as well. Yeah. And they'll want to be proven well, that they're the biggest earlier on, the They're under so much pressure because their owners, like City's owners, they're desperate for them to win something in Europe. Yeah. They win the, the, league, the, the league One or whatever league it's on, called every season. What's, you know, it's like Celtic. No, it's true, isn't it? You're dead right. And the, the got to win for all the money they're putting into it. They've got to win the Champions League. Yeah. So it's you know they're coming into this knowing they've got to really do well. Yeah, I am so fascinated for this one. I, 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 again, because it's just not a matchup I've ever really thought about. You know, I've I've watched from afar and I've watched Real Madrid and, and Barca's and, and the Juventus's and all this kind of stuff over the years. And you think, oh God, yeah. And I'd not thought about this, but the more I get closer to it and the more I think, and it's because it's the Neymar factor. Well, the Neymar and Mbappe factor, they are they are the one and two best players in the world elect at this point, aren't they? You know, they're not there yet, but everyone's got them pegged, got them earmarked to take the place of Messi and Ronaldo as the two top players in the game. And we get to have a go and see what they've got in the flesh. And moreover, the players on, on the pitch get to challenge themselves. And the good thing about what this squad is so far, having had that run to the Champions League final, and come up against some genuine world-class players along the way. I don't think they'll go in with any fear. I think they'll be absolutely right. Again, like we spoke to Trent, head of the Champions League final, he was just desperate to play against Marcello. He was smiling his face off just at the prospect, and they'll be doing that again, and Jürgen will have them buzzed for it. And, and I think it'll be fascinating to see what the atmosphere is like, because I think I, I don't think there will be this, the level of preamble that there's been for the knockout games, because I don't think we'll put that level of import on it. But I think in the ground... I think because of the Neymar factor, because he is he is almost the antithesis of this traditional Liverpool type thing, I think he's going to get booed and hissed and jeered and every single touch and they're going to make it and we will make it as hostile as possible and that's the best Anfield, the genuine best Anfield, can't wait. Um, score predictions then, Dad? I hope I'm wrong, 4-3. Ooh. <laughs> Go on. Okay. I'm gonna say two one Liverpool. Okay, cool. Four one Liverpool. Four one. Why not? Why not? Why Who gets this? Who's asked? Do they, do, they score, do, they score, do they score first? No. Last? No. Somewhere and it's like, yeah, last. Go ahead. Just to take the shine off it. So we walk out of the game instead of being like, we've just battered PSG. We'll all walk out with the face to the floor because we didn't get a clean sheet. And we had a couple of them last season, didn't we? Um, no, I don't know. Look, if Liverpool, this has got a thing where I, I saw this story a few times last season. I don't think we're there yet in terms of our development for the season. So it would be a genuine surprise, but it's all click. But... I've 
I looked at those big games we played last season and I didn't I, at no point did I expect us to get any of those performances that we had at Anfield. And if we get if we if we strike fast, we strike hard, we strike early, why not? Why not? Why not smash them everywhere? Um, score predictions in the comments below. Uh, drop a like on this video if you think that we can get past the PSG with style. Uh, and a big thank you to everyone who's got us to 300,000 subscribers on this channel. Absolutely amazing. Genuinely astounding when you really think about it. And it's all down to you guys. So if you want to help us on the road to the next big milestone, whatever that may be, if you watch this video and you're not subscribed, get subscribed. Gents, it's been a pleasure. It really has. Yeah, we're going to be back post-match. Oh... To talk about Liverpool PSG, check out the channel then. See you soon. Ta-da. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.